here. It is the Professionals and Animal Lovers show. We're back, baby. It is hot. It is summertime, Val. I know I, I know you left Long Island, but I don't know if you remember how hot it gets here in Long Island. So I figured I would, uh, you know, pretend like I'm in Honolulu, baby. I'll always take the heat over the blizzards. I, I hate snow. I really hate <laughs> snow. If I never saw another snowflake, you know, people would say to you, but you can't leave Long Island. Wouldn't you miss the seasons? Nope. No, 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 I like the springtime, like all the time. Like I, San Diego is my kind of weather all year round, mm, but they have their yeah. own situation. I don't know how much longer that part of the country is still going to be attached to the country, but that's a whole nother, that's geography, Tommy D. That's not, um, that's not animal advocacy. This show is all about that. It's about three things. It's about learning. It's about educating. And then ultimately it's about advocating. I want to read you something because it's something I want to stay on point with today. You've heard me say this before. We want to amplify the message that we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. I mean, Val, it's funny because when we wrote that, it was like a, it was like a, a mission, like where we were going to go. Right. Cause this yeah. next line, we want to support each other in business by building a compassionate network together so that everyone wins. Especially the animals. Especially the animals. <laughs> you know, that was like a, like I said, it was kind of like a mission statement. It was like a vision where we were going to go and we're yeah. in and we're like creating this thing. It's happening. So it's like, I, I, we might have to change the tense in the verb there because it's crazy. It is a mission. Oh, yes. And, and I, I know I mentioned this to you the other week, but I don't <laughs> think I've said this to anyone else, but when I talk to other animal lovers about what we're doing in this concept, they get it like instantly. So I was talking to our friend Diane and she has a place in Jersey, like a vacation, you know, seaside, whatever it's called. I don't know where she is somewhere with the ocean. Right. And there's a cute little town they've been going to for years. And she said, you know what? I've been doing that without realizing it. She said, but all of the stores that we go to her, her grandkids, her kids, she goes, we look for the stores with a bowl of water outside and sometimes a treat, you know, a treat dispenser or whatever. They look to patronize, whether it's the shops or the ice cream stores, whatever, based on that. And that is, it's such a natural instinct. So I'm super excited. I, I, I can't even tell you how thrilled I am to have on our, one of our guests, Dawn, who I've known for a long time. And of course, Patricia, but imagine if, Every animal lover was supported in business and in charity by all the other animal lovers, right? Because the world would just be a better place automatically because you're supporting compassionate people in business with empathy for animals. So that's the mission. We're going to change the world. We're changing the world. That's all. Yeah. No big deal, gang. Just changing the world. Not, changing really, the world. not really a big yeah. deal. But I, I mean, as funny as that is, like tongue in cheek, that's what we're doing here. Like yeah. things are better <laughs> off. It's not because it's Valerie and me doing it. It's because there's people that are other than us that are all about this. So I'm still just learning, and that's not self-deprecating, Val. I'm just learning. That's why I'm learning too. That's why it's in it. It's not. It's not. Hey, come to our show so we can teach you a whole bunch of stuff. No, mm -hmm. it's not. We we come to our show to learn too, just like everybody else does. I I can't wait to talk to you about a program that we're doing, which is exactly that. Teaching? Well, Yay. no, we um, we st I had a program back in Florida. I just moved to. I used to run a rescue there, but now I I'm here in Southampton. I just launched a program where we are training some of our dogs to become companion dogs for Tibet for veterans that have PTSD. Yeah. 
All right, so yeah. we're going to shout out the, the veterans too. Uh, Patricia, I want, I want you to introduce right. yourself. And obviously I want Dawn to introduce herself too. I just got to, these two shows that we do, the, the show Valerie and I do and the show I do on Friday mornings, Philanthropy and Focus, are really starting to complement each other. And my whole, yeah. the whole month of July is all about veterans nonprofits. So we're going to have to find out a way to get you on in August now because I'm all, I'm all stocked right. up here. Yeah. But I, I will say um, it's last week on my other show, excuse me, Philanthropy and Focus, uh, I had a friend of mine, Eileen Shanahan, out in Calverton here on Long Island, who runs the Warrior Ranch Foundation, where they're re, uh, retraining, repurposing horses, not just for the work that they do with veterans, but also so the horses get adopted. Eileen's coming on the show here, gang. I, if you check out Philanthropy and Focus if you want to see that, but Eileen's coming on this particular program on the 13th of August in a couple of weeks. So, Patricia, here's what I want to do. I want you to introduce yourself. I want Dawn or Val, do you want to do it? Let's, how do you want to set this up? Because you well, know- I'll, I'll, I'll introduce Dawn because I know her pretty well. Um, uh, Patricia, it's so great to meet you. Um, but maybe Dawn wants to introduce Patricia or however we want to get introduce so, Valerie. Valerie's okay. going to introduce Dawn and then Dawn's going to introduce Patricia and oh. Dawn has a couple dogs with her. Val, this is my friend, my buddy, my pal, all things animal advocacy, Valerie <laughs> Heffron. Take it away, Val. Yay. Okay. <laughs> so, so Dawn, Dawn Jessica Strain owns a company called DJS Events and it's interesting to me because some people consider me an event planner because I used to run all these business networking events. And to some degree, I guess that's true, although I'm not like planning other people's events. But I can tell you that the stuff that I've done and the stuff that I, I do is it's it's a much uh, it's like elementary school versus, you know, getting your Ph.D. You know what I mean? Like like the the comp the complexities and the details and the organization behind the events that Dawn pulls off for, for decades now is it's just incomparable. And I remember when I first met her, she had already, she was in the news for doing the first uh, doggy wedding, I believe in New York. Um, and her own dog Piper who's with her today was one of, well, was the, uh, was the, the female dog. And <laughs> I, and I met Fiber, um, but she's also like her signature events have been, she founded the LIE, the Long Island Elite. Um, they have those upscale, incredible galas at the Ohika Castle. The themes have been, you know, like circus and, and she'll get into it. But what I'm saying is if you're planning something like a wedding or, you know, you want a $350 price per ticket for an event, and you want like the oohs and the ahs, people going, wow, I've never been to an event like that. That is what Dawn does. My favorite part about Dawn is that she's a huge heart. She's a big animal lover. You know, we were just talking about um, adopting, not shopping. And so it's, it is my sincere pleasure to introduce the incredible Dawn Strain. Thank you so much, Val. <laughs> and this is Piper and Talia, my two rescues. So I'm very proud to have them. Thank you. Um, and also with us, we have Patricia Deshond, which is the executive director of the Southampton Animal uh, Shelter Foundation located in Hampton Bays. Mm. And I'm so grateful to be on their host committee this year and helping them really build a spectacular event that'll be happening this Saturday. Oh, God. We, let me just say, we 
are overwhelmed, grateful for Dawn and Sarah who are volunteering. I can't even go on and on and on what they've done in the short yeah. million time to help. I mean, they are so talented in their business that, and then to volunteering to help us hire them. You won't be sorry. I mean, they're yeah. so amazing what they're doing to help us. I couldn't agree more. And, you know, look, I certainly also think that there's something to be said for, I mean, we talk about it a lot on the show. There is something to be said for relationships and the power of networking. And let me just say it like this. Okay. You could, if, if you were going to go out and, and plan, you know, an extravaganza or whatever for yourself, you could. Oh, there's another dog, Val. There's you guys are dog. killing me. What? What? Who's that? Hold on. Puppies for adoption. Oh. Yeah. We just got a group of dogs in from Texas. And this is one of them. It's a four-year-old little chihuahua. The oh, sweetest, yeah. sweetest little baby. You know why I had a chihuahua, Val? Did you know that? Patricia, I, Patricia, you don't even know me. So I'm Tommy D. I yeah. used to have a chihuahua. His name was Michelob Light. But we used to, <laughs> used to call him Mickey. But that would just tell you the phase of my life. He's, look at, what is this little dog's name? Layla, you could put her, see, you should have doctor, put her on your desk, carry her in your pocket. You know, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I know we have a lot to talk about, but I will say my wife and I, so here's the story really quick. I went to Roosevelt Field Mall. Val, this is before I knew you. This is before any of this stuff. So Val told me this story. Listen, listen, <laughs> Tanya and Regina and all of our friends and Reno, this was before I knew any of this. Okay. I was 21 years old. Again, I named the dog after a bottle of beer. So just get a frame of reference, right? Get some context. <laughs> I went into Roosevelt Field Bowl. I was going to get either my fourth or fifth earring at the time, and they were selling a chihuahua in there, and he was tiny. And his name was Button, actually, when we got him. But he was like a pound and a half. And oh. he, he, he winked at my wife, who was my girlfriend. <laughs> now she's my wife. But what, what the story is, she used to carry him around in, in like her overalls, in like the top of the overalls, and he would pop his little head out, right? And she would take the bus. She was going to New Paltz at the time. So, like, hanging out with me on the island and then heading up to New Paltz, and she put Mickey, we ended up calling, and I called him Michelob. You know, Val, how you changed the name. We, I was sort of like a meme about this the other day. But, yeah, they evolved. Yeah, right. just keep changing names. I do that with people. But anyhow, <laughs> he would go up on the um, the Greyhound, another dog, but on the Greyhound um, bus, and she would hide him because you weren't supposed to have a dog. That is true. And he was the white ones, like the Yokiero Taco Bell one. Remember that? Remember those commercials? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Layla is beautiful. Patricia, I'm not even going to make any promises and say what i'll say, what i've said on the show before <laughs> i get myself in all sorts of trouble here we're getting very close to an adoption well, I, look, I mean layla I want, is like perfect yeah. size you're yes. really right Patricia. Yes. maybe nobody would even know she's here <laughs> three yeah, years okay. old three or four years old and the real little sweetheart well we're glad she joined the, the show but now we don't know where we were val you know where we okay, were okay you know exactly where we were so okay. the power of networking relationships so i want to implore people who you know I understand, um, especially nowadays, people are always, you know, thinking like, where can we cut costs or whatever. I want to tell you that if you're planning some kind of really important event, important to you, to your family, to your cause, you really, really should, unless you are super experienced at it, I feel get a professional involved. Why? Well, there's good and bad in all walks, okay? And trust me when I tell you, someone like Dawn... Oh, there is no one like Dawn. I shouldn't have said that. Dawn has the relationships. She knows who's reliable. She knows who's going to give a fair price. She knows what venues will work for you and and your vision. Okay. 
And unfortunately, I've heard this. I've heard many stories. I've experienced some really, really horrific scenarios in, in my 11 years of running events and pulling them together. And, you know, there are some people who are good to their word. There are some people who are not. There are some people who, you know, are truly professional and they show up and do exactly what they say they're going to do. And then there are some who are not. So save yourself the time, save yourself the heartache and like benefit from, from decades of experience by working with someone. Dawn has, she has it all. She has the Rolodex and that is what you really need if you're going to try to pull off, you know, like a gala or, or a wedding that, you know, you don't know what DJ to hire. You don't know what venue is the food is really like what they say it's going to be. You know what I mean? So I can go on and on forever. I think it's probably better if you guys talk about it. It's just about like leveraging other people's expertise and stuff like that. I mean, like, I don't yeah. you know. I don't know how to plumb, you know, like, like when your drain gets jammed up, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to run piping. I don't know how to do electricity. So you know what I do? I don't do it. I don't right. really, you know, I pay somebody who does it. Otherwise right. I screw it up and then we got to have it done again. The website is, djsevents.com i'll share it as we do go to break right now i just stepped away because i found i saw something across the uh it wasn't a dog but i saw something across the attic here and i'm going to show you all when i come back because it's a photograph from a long time ago so look stay yeah. tuned for that oh uh, before we go to break though i just oh, want to give one one recent example okay we're, we're planning the compassion awards most of our listeners have heard us talk about it uh this is for october where we're creating an awards ceremony for some people in rescue. I cannot even tell you how frustrating it was for me to call certain places and venues that we were considering. Cause in the beginning, we didn't know if we wanted it to be a luncheon or if we wanted it to be like a dinner or whatever. Some places say, Oh, we'll email you a proposal. And then like five days later, you don't have a proposal. Mm -hmm. And now it's back on me going, do I follow up with them again or do I start from scratch? You know what I mean? So I'm you want to you just called me, Val. Like, is that it? Like, Val, we talked about this about our own business here, which is a blossoming new venture, right? Like, yeah. follow up. The, I, said, I said it to you before. The, they say the uh, it's cliche, but the fortune is in the follow up. And I mean, yeah. so there's so many basic fundamentals of business that people just don't do. Like, yeah. I wanted to buy the thing. Like, all you had to do was, like, call me back, and I would have bought the thing. But you didn't, and now I don't want to buy the thing. Like, it, like right? I, for example, we're, we're having some work done in the basement, or we will be. I found this man's number in my phone from September last year. I called him last night. He called me back last night. He called me twice today. The man wants the business, and he has now been granted the business to do this thing in my basement. Because right. why? Because he followed up. Like, anyway, yeah. anyway, that's, I, I'll try to digress. Like we got we to we take a break. Dawn's, I'm going to share Dawn's website. We're going to come back. We're going to listen to Dawn talk. We're going to learn about Patricia and the organization. I'm not going to admit that I want that dog Layla in my house because I'm <laughs> in trouble. We're going to a break. Dylan, let's go to break. This is Pals. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy. And I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. 
Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Ed, animal lover show, and I was showing some pictures of the circus. I don't know if you know this, Val, maybe you do. I wore a morning suit on my wedding day with a top hat, if you didn't know that. But I wanted to share something with you. Val, just come off mute because I know you're going to laugh at this. So this is actually a photo of, uh, it's a giant photograph, and that's a younger version of me. Wow. That is Mickey. Look at that. He had like, see how the one ear was like flopped down? Like yeah. when they're little, it flops down. And then like one came up and then the other one was still flopped down. But oh my God. Because this is like the summer, like when we, when we first got him before my wife was going back to college. Um, he, he was like a peanut, man. And we yeah. were on the Hamptons. That's a whole story about how my wife said, you want to be my boyfriend? And I said, well, why don't we just kind of hang around together? And then she... <laughs> And then she got a summer share in West Hampton Beach. And I said, do you want to be my girlfriend? And, <laughs> and all that is 100% true. And I hope she doesn't hear me just put that whole story out there to the world. So let me just say this, getting back to, you know, so for those who are listening, I really urge you to play this back on YouTube because the pictures alone on Dawn's website are just phenomenal. And I have to tell you, I wouldn't even know where to begin to get the furniture, the decor, the talents, you know, you saw someone with like doing hula hoop stuff or whatever that is. I don't know. Dawn, help me out. I don't even know what it's called. There's like fire breathing people. Like I'll share more. I get stressed out when it's my turn. I get stressed out when it's my turn to choose a restaurant. You know what I mean? And now I'm on Google doing all this research. Like, okay, I need good reviews. I need, I need a good menu, all that stuff. Can you imagine trying to find this kind of talent and and the detail that goes in? I I said to Tommy, the other key is this. Do you have an event going on? And Patricia, I know that you you probably know what this feels like, but like you want to enjoy your own event. How many times do we hear people who got married? They didn't even enjoy their own wedding. They didn't even eat at their own wedding. Right. Mm. I want to enjoy my event. So I don't want to be at the registration table, making sure that everybody who's walking in actually paid or, you know what I mean? Like, 
Yeah, no, no. You want to have somebody else do that. And there's a, you pay a yeah. price to get that done because it's luxury. Tell us about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, well, no, so absolutely. the stuff that you're looking at are some from our galas, uh, from past few LAE galas. One was The Greatest Showman. The one that's showing now is Bollywood. You know, wow. for me, it's transformation. It's transforming a space into to an experience for people. Mm-hmm. And that could be a wedding, you know, taking somebody's memories or how they met or their family tree and incorporating it in their wedding to make it special. Because we all go to a lot of events. And what makes something unique and special is really important. Mm. And that's a lot of the touches that we're adding to the um, the shelter gala too, as well, because you know obviously it's all animal lovers, and you know we want to touch your heart because the more your heart is touched, the more you're going to open your wallet. Oh, hundred percent, that is so true. So let's can we can we talk about that, or is that like top top secret stuff? Like what are some <laughs> touches? Well, why don't you have Pat talk a little bit about the shelter, and the okay. event? we can talk about the details. Okay, yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, so we. Um... I represent the Southampton Animal Shelter Foundation. We are a no-kill, open admission shelter, which is very different from most shelters in the area, yeah. um, meaning that we don't turn any animal away, any breed. We have more than dogs and cats. We have a lot of rabbits here right now. Uh, you know, we get gerbils, and um, uh, we've had pigs here. We've had chickens, you know. Um, You've had pigs? We have. I mean, if yes. And then those we able to transfer out to another facility. We have a a rescue up in the um, Catskills that helps us with that. But uh, because that's not really our usual adopt out. But we are an open admission shelter and for the town of Southampton, which encompasses a lot of territory. So if people need our help, we have to we have to help them, whether that be owner surrenders or helping other kill shelters throughout Long Island. Mm. We've taken animals from Puerto Rico. Uh, recently, three months ago, I had gotten a call that there was a drug cartel down in Mexico threatening an animal rescue that they were going to start uh, executing one dog at a time because they were, I'm not kidding. Wow. We wound up stepping in and within five days to a week had all the dogs transferred out oh. came into the United States. Wow. We got probably eight of them. There was 22 of them. But um, yeah, that story hit, you know, that went pretty pretty uh, nationwide. It was a great story. But that's what we do here. Um, we wow. um, I mean, we concentrate on an area here, but but we'll go anywhere if the need is really there. Yeah, that is amazing. I was on your website and I I, I know for me, like going forward, um, which is not going to be right this second because we're kind of full over here. Um, but I, next time, I think I want to adopt like a special needs mm-hmm. uh, pet and um, that's attributed a lot to Tanya Dybul, a prior guest who has several uh, three, uh, either two-legged uh, dogs um, that lost their legs to abuse and everything. But I just see how it's so much more challenging to get um, either older animals or special needs pets into a loving home. So that really, talk about pulling out your heartstrings, that does it for me. Um, but on your website, I also saw that, I don't know, it started with a W. I forgot. It was like a Waju or some kind of, it looked like a gerbil. Yes. Yeah. A Weju or a Waju. I don't know what it is. But yeah. I was um, like, I, think I love, it, you're promoting animals that most people don't even think of when it comes to being a mm-hmm. pet, you know? And mm-hmm. those are also kind of the underdogs. We, you know, we get all kinds. We have, we had yeah. some birds here, some parakeets, which we were able to get uh, out. Somebody even gave us their goldfish at one point recently. 
So oh. we get all kinds. We don't turn anybody away. We don't want them to get. Um, uh, yeah, these are I think some of our guys. I yeah. thought it would be fun just to share this while we're talking. Good. Yeah. No, I'm glad yeah. you did. Because I, I was totally watching. I was totally looking at the website while you were talking. So I said, why shouldn't everybody else get a chance to see what I'm seeing? Yeah. yeah. Um, They're on, on. These are available right now. You know, yes, at, they are. And our, um, you know, and rabbits, they're a little more difficult there it is. to take care what's of. This, so. What's that? What's Stitch? Is Stitch a rabbit? No. No, it's like, no, it's like a, it's like a cross between a gerbil or a mouse or something. It's really cute. So it's really cute, cute in there. Stitch. I, I would take Stitch. I would love to have. Uh, this is, this, this speaks to me. Yeah, he, he can fit in your hand. Oh. He's really I cute. So I have to ask you, um, also, are you looking for fosters and? Um... Yeah, we're always looking for volunteers. We're always looking for fosters. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, we're always looking for donations. You know, yeah. the COVID, we're really grateful uh, for this, uh, for our gala that's upcoming. We're almost at 300 people. So we're just Woo! about sold out, which is great. We haven't been able to have that kind of event in the last couple of years because of right. COVID. So yeah. um, it's at a gorgeous home of one of our board members in Southampton. Mm. Um, you know, we had to get tents and that's why somebody like Dawn and all yeah. her talent to transform, you know, this gorgeous property, but to make it that you can seat 300 people and have the atmosphere for a party. And she's got right. that kind of talent, you know, yeah. uh, so, um, I, so anyway, that's coming up this, the unconditional love gala. So I would love to come back and talk to you sometime about our, um, companion dog program rescue dogs that we're training to help our veterans who have PTSD. I mean, I'm sure you've, you've heard the statistics that I think you get 25 veterans or so that commit suicide a day, Mm -hmm. you know, they have mental issues and believe it or not, when you talk about how animals can transform their lives, these companion dogs, where they get a dog that doesn't leave their side, you know, and you'd be surprised. It opens up a whole new world for these veterans. So we're proud to be launching that. Yeah. We can talk. That's, that's a new program. It is. I did it in Florida okay. and I brought it here to this rescue and we just made the, um, we had a purple heart recipient um, and he just put the dog in his name yesterday. It's still in training. It's a, a lab that we took in. We had two labs that came in from I think Louisiana, gorgeous eight month old lab. And it had the right temperament to be mm-hmm. trained to be a companion dog. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, you're originally from Florida. Uh, yeah, I just moved here in December. I think I'm the only Floridian that came in this direction. Well, uh, well it, it's kind of, you know, they, people have told me it's the, uh, like, Fort Lauderdale area. It's like the fifth borough or the, you know, like the, the eighth county of Long Island in the five boroughs or something like uh-huh. that. Somebody, they told me it's um, Long Island South, I think is what somebody just recently. It could be. Yeah. It could be. <laughs> Here's where I want to talk about this, because on my other show on Philanthropy and Focus on Friday, uh, Frank Amalfitano, who's the executive director, CEO of United Veterans Beacon House, will be mm-hmm. on the show. So let's get you connected with him as that program. Sure. Would love it. Yeah, we'll make that happen because it's important for all these veterans organizations to get together. And, and you're, you're right, the number that they talk about is 22 a day mm-hmm. take their own life, which is an absolute tragedy that we need to address. But that's an, we'll talk about that on yep. the show. But you know what's so important too is like, I've spoken to a lot of veterans, especially over the last couple of years. We we did live in Florida. There's a lot of veterans in Florida, um, many of whom are, you know, they're young family people. And one of the difficulties of transitioning when you're no longer in service is like they felt so needed. Yes. You know, yeah. Their yeah. purpose 
they they knew exactly what their purpose was. They woke up every day. They had a job to do. They yes. knew it was for a greater cause. And all of a sudden, they're like, "Who am I?" Right. So their yeah. purpose has in their minds it, they're lost. And so having a dog or another companion animal gives them also purpose. It's like you know they're needed. They're needed yeah. again. That's right. And they're so used to being surrounded by other people. And so now at least they have a constant companion. You're right. We need to talk about that. Let's get that going, Patricia. I want to be part of it. How old does a veteran, excuse me, how old does a volunteer have to be to work with you at the Southampton Animal Shelter? Um, I believe 16. 16. Okay, 11. Perfect. That's what I needed you to say, 11. <laughs> Well, they can be 11, but they got to bring their parents with Uh, Well, listen, I got a guy downstairs who's probably going to knock on the attic door and go, can we go? Dad, I love dogs. I love your dog. Can we go? So, like, we'll have, I I will go. We'll come out. We'll do something fun together. Uh, We'll do a day of service, me and my son. We love it. For another event this weekend. So, I'll be, I'll wave when I'm out that way. Or Dawn. Yeah. um, What a lot of people don't know is both my girls are service dogs. And um, for PTSD for me. I had a lot of things go on in my childhood. And um, so I can relate to what they feel and how important they are to change your life. Well, can I just say, Dawn, you know, in an era when mental health is a conversation that we're all having, you're the candor and for you to share that, you know, I, I, I'm, you know, thank you. Just thank you for putting that out there because I, I argue this and I have absolutely no certification to say what I'm about to say, but I think a hundred percent of us have mental health challenges. it's just a matter of when, how, and, and who. And to me, it's about support. And whether it's the dogs are the support, whether it's a program that's the support, whether it's other people. You know, second episode of Philanthropy and Focus, my friend Dr. Larry Grubler was on the show who runs Transitional Services for New York, which is a mental health agency in the boroughs, serves 4,000 New Yorkers each year. He said, you know, Tommy, we all need support at different times. And, you know, Dawn, to your point, if it comes in, in a cute little package with four legs and that's the support that that helps then then maybe that's the reason we can get Layla over here maybe that's the angle Val maybe, Yay! Maybe, maybe I'll take play, any angle I'll take play a, whole, a whole different angle to get a dog in uh in Casa de D <laughs> all right so let's take a quick break we come back let's just keep chopping it up this is a lot of fun um, I feel like we're just meeting and, and people are watching us while we talk and have coffee together you know that's yeah. kind of what the show is this is pals Tommy and Val, be right back. <laughs> Howdy, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. 
On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Time. <laughs> oh, where to go, kid? It's only episode like forty. I know, right? I can't believe it. And um, I, w- I really want to hear also more about this gala. Uh, sorry, this this fundraiser. First of all, I love the name Unconditional Love. Mm-hmm. I don't know who came up with it, but it's perfect. And um, so each year, uh, well, uh, barring you know the years with COVID, mm-hmm. so. This um, fundraiser started in the Hamptons at someone's house, or did it evolve into this? And what do people expect? So let's say I'm coming. I wish I was. I'm coming to your event. What's going to happen? Well, we're going to have, uh, aside from learn, we'll have some of our animals there. So you'll be able to get to exactly learn more about our mission. Mm-hmm. Different ways to raise money. We have auction items. We have really exciting auction items. Um, we have a video, which we had filmed called A Day in the Life. Uh, so people are going to see what it's like in Southampton here, in our shelter and in our clinic and the day of, you know, in, in one day, you know, which was really, we had a lot of things happening. I often say if we were on a reality TV show, people wouldn't even believe half the things that happen, you know, and the animals that get surrendered to us and the excuses and the excuses. But yeah. um, so the gal is going to be doing that. It's going to be raising much needed funds. We have a great band, um, great food. And there's going to be great camaraderie of just bringing people together that we haven't been able to do for so long. You know, 300 people at this event. Yeah. We're pretty close to the 300 right now. That's awesome. That's great. Dawn, how do you get 300 people? Were you involved with that part of it? I know you're volunteering, you know, Patricia said, but how how to combine your efforts, their efforts, how do you get 300 folks to come through? That's great. Well, the shelter really does have an incredible following. People have have been involved for a very long time over the years. They have people that make tremendous donations that don't even want to be acknowledged Mm, just because they're such huge supporters of the cause. And um, that following has stuck with them for a very long time. You know, Mm. with any event, you have people that come and go. But when you have such a strong cause that really affects the whole, um, you know, Hamptons community, a lot of people just come out for that. And they really... um, and it's, it's, you know, you spread the word on social media, you share it with your friends who um, are the people that can come to the event and you make sure that you let as many people as you can know. So we've been doing a lot of that. Relationships, relationships, relationships. It's all about relationships. All about your network, right, Valerie? That's right. What we talk about all the time. It's about the connection. And I know that because, like, first of all, I know it because I'm the nonprofit sector connector. But I know it because I think in terms of I know a lot of nonprofit organizations and I, the, I, in my experience, the ones that are having a tough time getting going mm-hmm. or, or sustaining is just a matter of the people. Who are you connected to? Who, are, you know, maybe you need to recruit different people to get on your board. Maybe you need to get some influencers in the word, you know, 
the old word what the word meant. That doesn't just mean, hey, look at my sneakers, I'm on TikTok. But like the influence, <laughs> I know people, I can get people to show up at an event. I can get fannies in the seats, as some people used to say. You know, or I sometimes do say that. So go ahead, Dawn, please. And it's not just that. I mean, I think what's happening with a lot of boards these days, and that's another thing that I'm grateful I have tremendous experience and help my nonprofits <laughs> with is, you know, boards age out at some point. So you have a lot of people who've been on boards for a long time. They have a certain way of thinking. They have a certain way of doing things with time. And if they don't have the next generation coming in and, and you know, gear towards that in some of their events and um, bringing those younger people in, 30s, 40s, you know, even in their 20s. You know, it's hard to be a philanthropist in your 20s, uh, but it's not impossible. You know, they could start by volunteering at the shelter. They could um, volunteer at the day of the event just to get to know the event and someday afford to be there. But, you know, it's, it's really setting yourself up to have that succession plan of who's going to step into those shoes to make those huge donations in the future. That is such a great point. And this woman, I, this young woman, I have to mention, uh, pops into my mind because uh, she is 22, I believe. And she's, she's headed into her uh, final year of law school at Hofstra. She is already an incredible animal advocate. And the way I stumbled onto her is because she started showing up at uh, board meetings advocating for the reopening of the, of the TNR program at Hempstead. I was so impressed. And, and to your point, I mean, I have no doubt she's going to be a successful lawyer. I'm actually hoping that she's going to run for office. Is she, in, is she in law school? Yeah. She, she in, yeah, she's going into her last year and she spends like over the summer, she'll TNR like 10 cats and I mean, 10, sorry, 90 cats and kittens. And, you know, my, my point, to support Dawn's point, what I'm saying is like young people, I've said this before too, I find the younger generations to be also more socially conscious in general than let's say my generation growing up in high school. Um, you know, at that age, they are are so equipped and they can type with their toes because they grew up with all of this, you know, equipment around them and their social media presence is unparalleled. And it's smart to to look to the future and and you know involve them at a young age. I I couldn't agree with you more. And the more diverse, the better. You know, this is what well, the world to, is diverse. <laughs> it doesn't have to be like to what you both are saying there. I want to jump in here because I, I talk to a lot of nonprofits. It, you know, and I talk a lot a, a lot about doing service. You know, we had our first ever show. Regina Mendoza came on the show, who is, wink, wink, one of our honorees at the upcoming Compassion Awards foul, which we have to tell everybody about again, yes. but, which is October 11th out at the Refuge. My birthday. Is that your birthday? Oh. I mean, I promise you we'll have a cake if you can make it there. I know you probably have plans, but if you, if you can be there and you're going to be on the island, we'll get, we'll get a fudgy the whale cake. And it, it's not a real whale. <laughs> it's not hurting. No animals have been injured. It's just. Unfortunately, I'm dairy free, so that won't work. <laughs> I was gonna say, we'll we'll get a cake that you're gonna love. We'll get it. I was I ate half of the fudgy the whale cake that was at my house for my kids' party like two weeks. Ago. Anyway, um, I was gonna make a point. Oh, you know, I'm on this trip, sixty days of service value. You know about that? Day forty three is upcoming, but it's about you know Regina. I went out there, and my son and I. We, we walk the dogs. I got to take Eddie Milo, who, who has uh, problems with his hind legs and he's got wheels. Uh, I got to take him for a walk. We picked up a lot of dog poop that day. We learned how to clean up. We learned, Regina, you, you run a, a tough shop and I promise I'll be back. But you were like, Tommy, you're supposed to be sweeping. 
Tommy is supposed to be picking up that poop, right? And that's, but, but to, to do philanthropy doesn't necessarily mean being in the back of the room, writing big checks or picking up the paddle for the, for the rat, for the uh, auction. It could be other things. There's other ways to give back. There's other ways to get involved. Certainly like your friend, Valerie, I don't know if you're friends with this woman, this young woman, you know, who's obviously a change maker, 22 years old, 90 cats. Not a lot of 22 year old kids are even messing around with anything like that productive to help out all those cats. Well, she's incredible. But my favorite part is that she had the spine and she recognized the need and went to a local municipality governmental meeting, which a lot of people are intimidated by. um, And she spoke and she went several times. And she, so here's the thing, right? Imagine if every animal lover was also advocating that is where real change, long-term change is going to occur. Like we're not, we just, not the, just talking about it, right? right. We, use, doing something. we use the puppy mill bill as an example. There are so many people who didn't understand the power of calling their legislators. And that bill thankfully just passed both houses by a landslide and we await the governor's signature. But the point is most people don't even know who their local representatives are. So imagine, Patricia, if all of those supporters in Southampton, you know, not only knew who their legislators are, but were comfortable with calling and speaking out to them. That's how we're going to get real change. We're going to get we're going to get stricter laws about animal abuse. We're going to get better laws in terms of, uh, you know, minimal standards of care in farming and agriculture and everything else. So I, I could go on on this for a long time and I apologize. But my whole point is that. What Dawn is saying is 100% right. In order for these causes to, to succeed over the long term, you know, you have to groom the successors. You know, and, what, and one thing, you know, piggybacking off what you both were saying, doing what's right is not always comfortable. Yes. And, Nailed you know, it. Nailed it, Dawn. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's, you know, it, it's hard for a lot of people. Like, sometimes we got to get out of our comfort zone. Sometimes we got to step out of things that are not, you know, what we would normally do, but that's only the way we can get make things change. Mm-hmm. Good point. Yeah, I say that a lot. I, say, I teach my kids. I go, life begins at the end of your comfort zone. And I will be honest. Even between Val and I, sometimes we got to push each other outside of our comfort zones in a, in a lot of ways. And and um and both and don't even say that it's me pushing you, Val, because there's plenty of stuff I'm doing that I wouldn't have not done because this show exists because you pushed me out of my comfort zone Fair enough. Period. And then, so then, <laughs> then, then i'll take the responsibility for pushing you but you're here with me doing this thing every single week so we're pushing each other every i mean this, there's things out there i'm learning about call nights really i'm on vacation with my kids i left the water park to do a call night for <laughs> for a pup, anti-puppy mill bill like didn't yeah. even know what that was a year ago i i, <laughs> I just uh i i want to kind of hit one more point about you know yeah. Well, I want to ask you this and you can, we're going to go to a break in a second because you're talking about getting people to do a thing. You're talking about that. So I want you to consider how do we get them to do a thing, whatever the thing is. And I think that's, you don't have to even answer it today, but the idea is that's what this community really is. We're going to, well, that's the answer. I I mean, not to, not to cut you off, but I believe very strongly that that's the answer because if you have a go-to place where people can seek answers, find resources, pick brains, then that's what motivates people to come together. You know what I'm saying? So that uh, that is exactly what we're trying to do. We want to build up this community. 
Yeah. Yeah. You guys have found it. Guys, gals, men, women, people, you've found it. This is the place. We're creating that. Not because it's us. It ain't about us. We're just here. We got the two big mouths and we got the show. But it's about all of our, everybody. Teach us some stuff. Show us. It's some- awareness. If you don't make people aware, they don't know. Yeah. So, you know, it's education and awareness and getting people to experience. Come, Making them, you know, go to the shelter. Spend yeah. a day there. See yeah. what it's like. See what animals really, what kind of shape they really come into and how they're rehabilitated and mm-hmm. how that impacts falls, you know, trickles down all the way to the person that ends up adopting them. So, you know, I end up on YouTube spending way too much time watching dog rescue videos and like how the dog started and how it ended up with a forever home. And to me, every moment, I cry at every single one of them. The dodo is responsible for like 18,000 tissues in my house right now. I'm crying all the time. The dodo. I know. I can't take it. (laughs) We got to take it. We got to split for a second, but we'll come back to do that final segment. But when I want to come out, Patricia, I'm coming out, you know, I mean, I'm asking permission. I'm not just going to show up. I'd like to come out. I'd like, to, you don't to, it's not like, you don't have to invite me. It doesn't have to be like a big formal thing, but let's just do this. Dawn, can I come for a visit with my son? Of course. All right. Sure. Patricia, Dawn, we'll both be out there. We'll all be out. You show me the whole place. We'll be, good. We're coming out to visit. Cool. Great. That, now, when we come back, wellness clinic, mobile clinic, pet dentals, online pharmacy. I shared it before. I want to talk about it when we get back, Patricia, talking about the programs. We only got like nine minutes when we get back. We've probably burned three of them because we haven't gone the break yet. Uh, this is Professionals and Animal Lover Show. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Calling all pet lovers... Pet Avengers, assemble! On the Professionals and Animal Lovers show, we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. It mirrors that bond between pets and their owners. Through this program, we come together to learn, educate, and advocate. Join us live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. professional and animal lover show and i am just surfing the internet because i'm curious but uh let's talk about it patricia dawn welcome back to the show i was like saying dawn dawn can i come visit the shelter and i was supposed to be asking patricia right before the break but either way they both said yeah so i'm coming for a visit let's unmute everybody let's get back in this conversation patricia tell me about this i mean it says here 
why a mobile uh, clinic? And but I see this website has so much information, folks. It's SouthamptonAnimalShelter.com. Check it out because there's tons of information. There's dates of when you can come out and get your pet uh, spayed or neutered. Let's just jump in. I'm going to show some things while you're talking, Patricia. Yeah, we uh, besides being an animal rescue, we have our own animal hospital. But not only do we have our animal hospital that's here, that's open up to the public, and we deliberately keep our prices down so that people can afford to take mm-hmm. care of their pets properly. And we want to keep them in their home where the animals don't get sick and then they wind up uh, surrendering to an animal shelter. Mm-hmm. You know, our goal is to um, make things as affordable as possible. So beyond having our own clinic that's open to the public, we also have a mobile clinic that goes out into the different areas of Long Island, mm-hmm. Smithtown, Babylon, Riverhead, uh, where we you know, provide low-cost vaccinations. Are these places that, like, it's hard to get to for, like, it's, there's not a lot of resources for these people living in these communities? That, that's I guess we don't, perhaps, we just don't want any excuses, so we just want to, we want to go out into the community to help as much as we possibly can. Uh, because we do keep our prices down much lower than the average, you know, uh, clinic, I guess you would say, a veterinarian mm-hmm. clinic. So we make a point to go out and offer whatever we can. I just want to thank you for doing that because, uh, look, one of one of my points of frustration is um, where I used to live. They, uh, I know this to the T because I foiled the information. They have a $227,000 mobile spay neuter van that was delivered brand new state of the yard in 2015. Fast forward to last year, mm-hmm. that vehicle has under 2000 miles on it. Oh. And that when it was delivered, cause it was driven from Michigan, it was delivered with like 1500 miles on it. So they put about 500 miles. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm thanking you for not just walking the walk and having a press conference, but for doing it, for getting yep. out there into the communities. And that's what it's supposed to be for, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. No, it really is. In fact, we're looking to get another van. So we should send me their information. Maybe we'll try and buy it. I will. Because wow. if you're going to use it, that's exactly. Actually, I had a trapper say that once too. And she was like, how much do you think I could get it for? I was like, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, dep- it's doing nothing but rotting it, in the back it, of that it, shelter. Like sitting there. So it needs new tires. That's for sure. Probably yeah. <laughs> but that's another big service that we do the trap new release program. Yeah, you know, yeah. all of the, yeah. um, uh, the advocates, the trap new release. Hold on, we got to pause you because we love wordplay on this show. I love it. Al, how about that? Advocats. Love Advocat. Oh, love yeah. it. <laughs> so we, yeah. uh, you know, that's another another thing that we do. Advocats is a big problem out here in the room, but we're front and center to help. So Brilliant. Um, Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that's all we want, right? Is like we want people to help. Well, no and wonder so, you have such great support, an organization yeah. like this, because you're doing incredible work, you know, and you have the support where those dollars are coming in, and they'll be coming in Saturday night again at the Unconditional Love event uh, out in uh, in Southampton. In, in yeah, East. so let me, let me say that if you're going to if you're going to consider, this is my personal theory, if you're going to consider donating or attending, um, you know, a fundraiser and a cause, please please donate and and attend the ones. <laughs> for the entities and organizations that are doing great work. You can see where the money is going. It's going to the animals. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah, you. So important. Yeah, and, and we have some fantastic honorees as well. Um, 
Uh, we're honoring William Bratton, former New York City Police Commissioner, and Jonathan McCann, the founding president of, of SASF, as mm. well as um, uh, our event chair is Jean Shamroff. So we're so grateful that they mm. have accepted the honor and um, that Jean is also our chair. Yes, absolutely. Got we all know when you're an honoree, it's a lot to take because you gotta you gotta really show up and bring it in your network and connect. So that's really a that's it's something to do when people do that. So thank you for doing that. Thank you for being those honorees. You know, it's not. I want to ask a quick fun question to Dawn. Sure. Um, I, I'm sure that you know you you've done so many events and they're probably all kind of like you know almost like a family member, like a child or something to you. But but what are let's say your your favorite one or two events of all time that you've done. So far, not, we'll that's, carve very, out. that's very yeah. easy for me. My top three always was the the LAE galas. Um, the the third would be Alice in Wonderland. Uh, the second would be uh, Moulin Rouge, which we did last year, and The Greatest Showman was what we were showing was my favorite. It was the most incredible night that I think, not only for myself but anybody that was in the room. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. I bet. And I mean, I'm trying to remember, like, what's the what's the best event I've ever attended? And it's the October 11th, uh, 2022. <laughs> it's in the future. <laughs> Fashion Awards. And, in, in, uh, if you want to check it out, you go to pal-show.com or just reach out to Tommy B or Val. I'm just and I just want to say the Compassion Awards is so exciting because I did a lot of homework on this. And, um, you know, in terms of recognizing like boots on the ground people that are they're the ones out there at 10 o'clock at night you know picking up an injured animal in someone's backyard or um you know tnring an industrial park over the weekend instead of being quote normal and hanging out with their friends um you know they're the ones like regina who have 20 dogs in her own personal home at any point in time that because she will only foster out of her own house i mean these people really deserve the recognition. So please join us on Dawn's birthday, October 11th. And, and yeah, go to a website, get your tickets now because they are going to go up on August 11th. Um, so yeah, if you want that bargain, now's the time. I'll show al-show.com. Dawn, you were going to say something. Go ahead. Giving back is so important. Um, you know, I know all of us do it that are on this call and it's very important, but you will get so much more out of it that you will, that you can ever imagine. I'm actually also boxing in the fight for charity. Oh, so, so this is Monday night, right? Monday with Thanksgiving week. Is that what No, it is? they've moved it. It's September 15th. It's a Thursday night this year and DJS events is producing the after party. So oh, you guys goodness. will all come out and support and watch me uh, and somebody else get in the ring. I don't, I don't want to say too much because I, my coach is afraid I'm going to knock somebody out. We're not supposed to do that. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Uh, it's all good stuff. I think, it's all, <sighs> I think it did happen one time, right? Was it? It did happen one yeah, time. But... I shouldn't be talking out of yeah. school. Was it, am yes. I right? Is that what yes. happened? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I heard but that. Get, but just in general, giving back, you know, if you don't do it, pick a charity, pick a cause that's important to you, give your time, and the shelter could use a lot of help. So we hope you would support the Southampton Animal Shelter. Dawn, we're out of time. So Dawn, shout out your website, then Patricia will shout out her website. So shout out Dawn, Jessica, straight <laughs> away. Uh, DJSevents.com. Patricia. SASF.org. SASF.org. And uh, our website, since you're asking, is Pal Show. <laughs> P-A-L dash or hyphen show.com. 
Uh, that's how you can find out what we're doing and the cool stuff that's going on in the community that we're building. Val, say something funny before I say something serious. Something funny. Thank you. Okay. So in his total commitment to nonviolence, Gandhi always included the animals by stating the greatness of a nation and its moral progress can be judged by the way its animals are treated. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Gandhi. Amen. Amen. Yay, Gandhi. business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. all pet lovers pet avengers assemble on the professionals and animal lovers show we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong it mirrors that bond between pets and their owners through this program we come together to learn educate and advocate join us live every wednesday at 2 p.m at talkradio.nyc post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.